0: Hello and welcome, I'm Joanna Junak and this is GFN News on GFN.tv. In today's program we asked Alex Norcia of FILTER about California's efforts to ban flavoured nicotine products. We will also hear what Martin Kalab, international fellow at the Taxpayers Protection Alliance Consumer Center, thinks about the ban. First, let's hear what Alex has to say.
1: Yeah. So while most of the mainstream attention in the U.S. has been on the Food and Drug Administration and the very few vaping products that is legally authorized um, for sale, uh, many laws uh, on state and local levels are continuing to impede tobacco harm reduction. So this time around in our midterm elections, Proposition 31 is on the ballot in California. Um, This will ban the sale of most, uh, if not all, flavored nicotine products, with the exception of hookah and some Premium cigars. Um, the proposition also includes oral products like snus. And according to the Associated Press, um, as of last night, Prop Thirty-One, as it's called, um, already passed. Um, though the final, much more official results will take longer. But it's basically at this point a lost cause. Lawmakers in California had already already uh, technically passed the ban in in twenty twenty, but um, legal challenges and efforts from THR advocates and the tobacco and vapor industries uh, brought it to basically a two-year halt and they left it up for the voters to decide. Um, in many ways, the opposition, meaning the advocates in the industry, simply bought themselves some time. And then for anyone familiar with tobacco control in general, um, the b- person bankrolling the Yes campaign um, really shouldn't come as that much of a surprise. It's Michael Bloomberg. So by the middle of October, uh, he had spent $15.3 million of the 17.3 million raised by the Yes Committee, whereas the opposition, again, which is largely the tobacco industry and some advocates, um, had raised just uh, 2 million. Um, that distinction had been widely viewed as a, again, a lost cause. And as in the fact that the Yes campaign um, had far more money than the No campaign, that simply reflected that the No campaign really didn't think it had any legitimate chance of winning uh, in the end. But California will be the, the fifth state in the country to have some version of a nicotine flavor ban, uh, still perhaps the most surprising element is that the legislation appears to preemptively ban all flavored vaping products, meaning that if the FDA were to one day authorize a a flavored vaping product uh, through its pre-market tobacco product application process, um, that would still technically be illegal to sell in the state of California. Um, Another thing is that the law also prohibits so-called flavored enhancers, which will prevent a person from buying, say, e-liquid with no nicotine in it and adding it to flavorless e-liquid, or nicotine rather, at home. Um, in other words, there are really, there are no workarounds here.
0: And now let's hear what Martin Kalab thinks about California's ban.
2: Well, it's, um, it's, it's a pretty naive thing to do really, isn't it? They should have learned from um, a study in 2021, um, which found that when San Francisco had the same measure, uh, they studied uh, a ban in San Francisco in 2018, they found that it led to an increase in, in young people smoking. So um, you'd think they'd look at the evidence and see that this isn't the right way to go about things. You know, I understand they may think that they're deterring youths from, from vaping, but, um, you know, youths don't generally uh, use vaping products because of the flavours. There are plenty of other reasons. Most often it's because they get them from friends or or relatives. So it's not really a thing that drives them, and it's likely to lead to... Uh, more smoking among youth. Uh, uh, the um, uh, the Society of Research in Nicotine and, and Tobacco, um, 15 past presidents last year, um, criticised this approach and said that it may reduce youth interest in e-cigarettes, but it could also reduce adults' um, interest in, in trying vaping to quit smoking, so it could have a perverse effect. Um, it's so sad that they've gone through this. But then when you look at the figures, the, the funding for for the for and against campaigns was incredibly skewed towards those in favor I mean, there was 60 million dollars pumped into the campaign in favor of proposition 31 which this was and only 2 million against. And of the 60 million that was in favor of the proposal 58 million of that came from Michael Bloomberg. So um, it, it's not really a, a good example of democracy in action is it? You know, youth will experiment with, with things and they'll, they'll experiment with nicotine. And so if you're telling them not to vape, then a fair proportion of them are going to smoke instead. And as we all know, smoking is far more harmful than than vaping. So they could have just shot themselves in the foot as far as public health amongst youth in California is concerned.
0: Martin also commented on the re-election vote that was lost by Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller.
2: Um, I, I think it was just a general who just got, got caught up in... In the backlash against Joe Biden, you know, Joe Biden lost a number of seats in the midterms, didn't he, in 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 uh, states all over the country, and I think Tom Miller just got caught up in that. And it's a bit of a shame because I mean, he, he was the longest-serving U.S. Attorney General in the country, and, uh, and it led to Iowa having quite quite high profile. And of course, he was very pro vaping as a as a means of smoking cessation. So we've lost a bit of a an ally. Um, but at the same time, now he's freed from the office, uh, he may be able to speak out more, more generally on vaping, and could could end up, hopefully, leading some sort of organisation uh, to bring some common sense towards tobacco control in America, and and speak up in favour of vaping on that score. I'm sure he won't stay silent. You know, if you've been in public life since 1994, I'm sure he's not going to just shut up now that he's not not been voted back in. It was a, a Republican. He was a Democrat. Um, the Republican beat him. A very close race, uh, but the Republican uh, beat him. And it was one of the. He's it, a bit unlucky because a lot of the the um, candidates that, that Trump endorsed were lost lost their vote. They're, they're talking about this being kind of the end of the Trump line, if you like. Uh, but unfortunately, Tom lost to one of these these Trump candidates. But it was very tight. Um, so, and he's he's seventy eight. Maybe he doesn't want to run again. Maybe he's, he's had his time, but it'd be nice to sit, to hear him uh, add his voice to harm reduction in the future in some way, if possible.
0: That's all for today. Tune in next time here on GFN TV or on our new podcast. You can also find transcriptions of each episode on the GFN TV website. Thanks for watching or listening. See you next time.